All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities, strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 73 of the Biohacker Babes. I am Lauren. I'm here with my sister, Renee. Hey there. Uh, we are bringing on a guest today. His name is Dr. Q. He is talking all about deuterium depleted water. I'm sure you have no idea what I just said because a lot of people don't know about it. And we're really excited to bring this interview to you because it's just so topical. It's so relevant. Everyone needs to know about this. It is just such a much more pervasive topic than I could ever have anticipated. So you're going to learn a lot today if you've never heard of that word. Renee, key yeah. takeaways. Yeah. I mean, I think off the bat, it sounds like this crazy thing that's very overwhelming, like deuterium depleted water, but really like he made it very simple and really covered the basics 
you know, we have to eat well, we have to sleep well, we have to exercise. All of that's going to support this natural process in the body. So I think he made it very real. I don't know if that's the right word I'm thinking, but just like made it really easy to understand, but at the same time, really answered all the questions we threw at him. And we had so many more. So I think we're going to have to have him back on. Yeah, definitely. He's also just a really fun guy, like such a great personality. And he brought up a lot of different analogies. So he really is painting the picture. And I I enjoyed like um, the solar system analogy. And I, I just feel like it's it's really easy to capture this topic. Just like a random yeah. fact before we got on, I always like to Google our topics just to see what is in the public because we know Google kind of censors our information. So I was like, okay, what does Google want us to know about deuterium? And I found this article. One of the the main hits was this article from the Daily Mail, which is that, I don't know, is it like a gossip column in in the UK? I think it's just a news column, but you know, they're a little gossipy over there. And it was like, oh, we found this magical element called deuterium. It's heavy water and it's, you know, it's saving the planet and saving our health. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> just taking a little bit of research and running in the wrong direction with it. So yeah, exactly. You happen to Google it. I don't know. Read it and then yeah. listen to this podcast in its entirety because Dr. Q is a wealth of information. So yes. And I also love that he's a fellow animal lover and he shares a little bit about that at the end. So yeah. Stay yeah. tuned for the whole thing. All right. So here's his bio. Dr. Q Collins is a leading scientist when it comes to developing and applying nutrition and metabolic therapies to treat cancer in people and pets. He is the co-founder of the Center for Deuterium Depletion, the first clinic in the world to use deuterium and tracer technologies to prevent or ameliorate disease, maximize quality of life, and improve personal performance. As people, we acquire deuterium through the food we eat, the liquids we drink, and the air we breathe. Our body's ability to deplete deuterium decreases with weight gain, age, illness, and lack of quality sleep. What's scary is that deuterium is likely responsible for almost every disease we can imagine that's plaguing in today's society. He is also the co-founder of Keto Pet Sanctuary, a 53-acre ranch outside Austin, Texas, that uses the ketogenic diet and other metabolic therapies with and without standard of care to treat dogs with naturally occurring cancers. Amazing. Um, I think at the end of this episode, you are going to wonder why you've never heard of this. So we hope it's educational. And as always, if you have questions following this episode, please write to us and we will get back to you. Great. Let's get into it. Welcome, Dr. Q. I'm so excited to learn so much from you today. I just have to say, I think, or I'm going to put money on the fact that I think our audience probably doesn't know anything about deuterium aside from our dad, who's going to be listening and probably our, our friend, Freddie Kimmel. They're both deuterium depleted water drinkers. Other than that, I'm assuming our audience doesn't know anything. So we can be gentle, but can you kick us off? Tell us what deuterium depleted water is, what you do, what the center does, like give us all the basics. Well, Lauren and Renee, thank you so very much for inviting me. And I'd be glad to to jump into the murky waters of deuterium. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Well, I am um, about five, six years ago, we started the Center for Deuterium Depletion. Uh, My name is Dr. Q Collins. I am a clinical immunologist, also with degrees in epidemiology, uh, metaphysics, and something else. No, uh, oncotherapeutics. (laughs) So it's a, I've had a career over 30 years doing a lot of different things. Really started in going away from standard of care medicine for cancer patients, 
really uh, and going more toward nutritional uh, with and starting with you know being one of the, the as they like to say grandfathers of the ketogenic diet um, about 10 15 years ago uh, when I had cancer somebody in my family developed cancer and there was no real way to treat it uh, with standard of care uh, chemotherapy and radiation so uh, when we talk about deuterium and deuterium, deuterium is really, uh, there, there is a hydrogen. And there are three types of hydrogens. As we go back to our elementary school and junior high school textbooks, and there's tritium, you know, the thing that makes the bomb. And then there's hydrogen, regular hydrogen, which real's name is protium. And then the third type is called deuterium. And deuterium and hydrogen, think of deuterium as the, the, the heavy cousin of of, of hydrogen. And since it's, hmm. it's heavier because it has one, and I'm not going to get geeky on everybody, it has one, something called a neutron in it. And a neutron is just part of, of an element. And it happens that hydrogen, remember, hydrogen is the smallest element that we have. It has an, a, a molecular weight or nuclear weight of one. So if you think about it, it's one. Deuterium has this extra neutron. Is Two. So it's just think of number of particles. That's the easiest way. Think. So it's two. So it's twice as heavy. And people say, oh, that, that's, that's cool. That, you know, it's no big deal. It is a very rare molecule. When I say it's rare, that means it's only one out of um, one out of 6,666 6, are wow. really uh, are, are, are deuterium. Or as we like to say, about 155 out of a million, okay? That's so, okay. It's, it's rare. But it is the thing that is always here. It's always in our atmospheres, in our environment. And when we think of the Big Bang, how the world was made, you know, the, the Big Bang was simply hydrogen and deuterium splitting. So that's- Oh, cool. Huh. Like when you hear a hydrogen pop and you, you take hydrogen and you light it, that's what happened. So it was this hydrogen and deuterium splitting and that's what made all the planets. That's what made all the stars. That's what made everything. And so it's, it's a very, it is the basis of life. So when we go to this basis, how does it work? Well, you eat your food. And when you eat your food, your food is broken down. We always think of proteins and carbohydrates and fats. The truth is your body just uses the hydrogens from your food to make ATP, right? The energy in your body. So mm-hmm. all, you bio, all the biohacking people understand ATP. You <laughs> get that from the hydrogen you eat. And that goes into your mitochondria, spins your mitochondria. There are a lot of engines inside your mitochondria called nanomotors. So think of tiny motors. And you may say, oh, that's interesting. Well, let's put it this way. There's a, more than a, there's a thousand to a hundred thousand nanomotors in each of your mitochondria. And to make this make this really cool, you have more nanomotors in your body than there are all the stars in all the galaxies in all the universe. That's a fun wow. fact. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. So you really have you people always look at the sun, they're so amazed at the sun. You make as much energy per your size as the sun. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. And those are within the mitochondria. These are within the mitochondria. And so that's the reason you always say, well, 
people say, well, that's really cool. And I said, yes, it's cool. So now you can understand where disease comes from. If you looked up in the sky and you saw 10% of the stars go out, right? You know, you have a damn problem. You know, you, oh my God, you wouldn't go out and go, oh, the Big Dipper's gone. No big deal. Let's, let's go look for the, let's look for something else. Well, in your body, it's the same way. When you get sick, almost the basis of all diseases is, is a lack of energy. And so you can imagine losing 10% of your energy is like losing that Big Dipper. Hmm. So that is, so that's what disease is and dysfunction. So what do we do? Yeah. We study all of the different ways to deplete deuterium and all of the, the relationship between different levels of deuterium, diseases, athletic performance, uh, and just life. And so that's what the Center for Deuterium Depletion does. And we've been doing it, like I said, for about six years. And we're to the point now that we're, there's nobody, we're the experts at it. I mean, people can talk, we don't mind. I kind of, it kind of makes me laugh, but you know, that's, that's great. They can talk all they want to, uh, because what we've done is gone past, we're always, I always say we're five or six years ahead, ahead because we go past, you know, it's almost like, oh, that's so 1990. And that's what we always <laughs> almost, almost feel. And that we now understand the relationship between deuterium and food the relationship between deuterium and winning a gold medal or silver medal, the relationship we're sending food to Mars. That's it. Our food, it's deuterium depleted foods are going to go to Mars. So we have an incredible cancer program that's keeping people alive a lot longer and having quality of life and giving them a chance to live because of deuterium depletion. Again, we have NBA teams, we have NFL teams, a lot of people practicing what practicing our philosophies, but going about it in different ways. So that's that's it. And I'll shut up. (laughs) Yes. So you said a lot of buzzwords. Sorry, Renee, I'm jumping. Yeah, go for it. I mean hydrogen, which I think people are hearing a lot about. You said mitochondria, energy, like the ears are perking up. And I think this conversation is really going towards uh chronic disease and cancer, but you already just mentioned top-level athletes are caring about this. So if it is so rare, why are people like that that are trying to optimize? Why are they caring about it? And why should everyone really be caring about it? I love smart people. That, 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 that <laughs> Genuine question. I know. That, that is real. So here's the cool thing about it. Why should you care? So the biggest problem we've had, and everybody across the political spectrum, doesn't matter. We know we have a friggin' problem with the earth right? We know we have a problem oh, yeah. with the food we eat, whether it's GMO foods or it's, it's, it's processed foods, or should I be a carnivore or vegetarian <laughs> or a vegan or oxygen or fruitarian? We all have these kind of arguments. The problem is that we also know that the food that we eat today is completely different than the food our grandparents and great-grandparents ate. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we have to feed a lot of more people. Well, these practices of big agriculture have now changed our foods to where they have a lot more deuterium in them. Deuterium is this that element. Deuterium is the thing that makes things grow and grow fast. So babies have a lot of deuterium in them. And teenagers have a lot of deuterium in them. And the obese have a lot of deuterium in them. 
Why? And people say, well, I don't understand. But because what deuterium does, if you think of Legos and how you hold Legos together, or even better, an erector set or a house. So you'll put some wood together and then you'll put a big nail in it, right? And then that's you have all the right nails and all the right pieces of wood, and you're able to make this house, right? You're able to make a house that's beautiful. Well, imagine replacing those nails with nails that are twice as big, right? Because hydrogen is a thing that holds everything together. Hydrogens hold your proteins together. Hydrogens hold your fats together. Hydrogens are the things that give you shape, okay? So if you now replace those nails with bigger nails, that house is not going to look the same, right? Because now that house that looked like a house looks like a horse. You know, it's like, you know, it's like when you have a kid, it's like, Oh, look what I drew, mommy. It's, oh, that's such a beautiful dog. And I go, that's not a dog. It's a tree, mommy. So it's the same (laughs) type of thing. It starts to look different. It starts to shape different. In our bodies, when that happens, that because our body works on what we call a lock and key mechanism. In other words, everything fits together like a puzzle. And just like a puzzle, if those puzzle pieces have different shapes, the wrong shape, then that puzzle, you can't put that puzzle together and that puzzle is now no good. It's the same thing with our body. As we get too much deuterium in us, the shapes of our molecules, the shape of our enzymes, the shape of our bones, the shape of our immune, the shape of our cholesterol and antibodies, all are slightly different and they stop working. They don't work as well. So that gives rise to allergic reactions and allergies and Immune, immune, autoimmune diseases, or uh, hearts that don't work, glioblastomas in your brains and tumors. All of this is caused by changes in that structure, which is really at the foundation is the amount of is deuterium. And the way it works, again, when you look at deuterium, as I said, it's in your food, it's in your water. As we get climate warm, as the climate is warmed, it's now melting the ice. So we all know the polar ice caps and all the ice is melting. Guess where the deuterium is? It is trapped in the ice. So now as it's warming, all that deuterium is now getting to our atmosphere. And whether you're in New York or Vegas, you're now breathing more deuterium, right? So you're breathing more. So we're eating it, we're drinking it, we're breathing it. Yeah, so you're eating it, it, drinking it, breathing it. So those are the kind of things you're bathing in it more. So that's great. And then what's what's amazing is our body is built to get rid of deuterium. And you can even think about, well, how will we get rid of these things? It's all the things we talk about, our detox systems, the way we sleep, the way we exercise, all of these things, which biohackers like us really, really think about, all these things are just to get rid of deuterium. So sleeping, when you sleep, that's when you get rid of deuterium. It's actually in the daytime, your body collects the deuterium to try to keep it away from those nanomotors and it puts it in garbage bags. The garbage bags are actually on your mitochondria, on each one of your nanomotors. So it keeps putting them in the, and at nighttime, the garbage bags are empty. Now, you're, <laughs> what happens at night? You are in REM sleep or deep sleep, your body can't friggin' move. And so it's saying, okay, I'm gonna brag the trucks up, I'm going to take all this deuterium out. I'm going to throw it in the garbage trucks and take it out of here. Well, what do we do now? We party all night, right? (laughs) We don't sleep. 
And so now these garbage bags can't be emptied. And so instead, it gets fuller and fuller, and then it breaks. Now, once it breaks, the way this works is I talked about hydrogen and how hydrogen work. Remember, it goes into your mitochondria and think of windmills, right? And we've all seen these windmills or wind turbines now making electricity. And so imagine air blowing, wind blowing by these windmills and it's just turning and turning and turning. Now, instead of air, think of these as hydrogen, as hydrogen molecules. So hydrogen is going past it and it's turning these wheels and you're making ATP, you're making energy, ATP, energy, 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 you're making it. When one of those is a deuterium, which is twice as big, it hits that windmill and breaks it. So now you can't make ATP. You can't make energy on that nanomotor. As, you, mm. as more and more deuterium is there, as you sleep less, as you breathe less, as you exercise less, more and more of those nanomotors are broken, less energy, and then we get to that point of having less stars in the sky you have less energy in your body. And if you have less energy in your body, then your body's got to decide what it's going to pay for, right? Just like if you don't have enough money in the bank and it's going right now, everybody with COVID understands this. Maybe it used to be just a poor thing, but now everybody frigging gets it. You don't have enough money. You can't pay your bills. So what does your body do? Your body decides, I, I really don't need water this week. I don't need to watch HBO. Let's, let's, let's turn the HBO down. Let's buy hot dogs instead of steaks. When that happens to your body, your body instead says, oh, well, okay, let's, what am I going to do? Let's, let's, let, let's not let that immune system work as well. I, I don't really care about that right now. Or let's, let's instead, let's not let our heart beat as fast. Let's slow that heart rate down. Or let's not think as well. Oh, my gosh, Renee, remember all those great dreams and things you used? I, I can't fund that right now. <laughs> So, you know, so now, that's topical. Yeah, Lord is much smarter than you now because sorry, you know, you don't, you can't think as well as you used to. And so that's why it's important to your audience to understand that the basis of all of everything you do almost has a component that is related to the, the ratio of deuterium and hydrogen in your body. And the whole thing, when you're doing biohacking, I'm a great believer in biohacking. However, what you want to be able to make sure is that thing that you're doing is actually helping to deplete deuterium instead of adding deuterium to your body. Does it help? Hmm. Yeah, I, I love all the analogies and explanation. It's so great. making so much sense. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, you know, we can't be healthy if we're not healthy on the cellular level, but this is really going even deeper when you're talking about the nanomotors. So that's Super fascinating. So my question to you, I guess, number one is what are the big sources so that we can avoid that? And then two, what do we need to be doing to increase the detoxification of it? Yeah, that's a, those are great questions. And, it, and you're right. It's not only a subcellular level. We're talking about the molecular level. So I always tell yeah. people after two PhDs in 30 years, I hope the heck this is as small as it goes because I, I can't learn anymore. My, <laughs> I can't go any smaller. Yeah. My head is hurting. Stop, stop. So when you when you think of the things, I again you become such a uh, you learn and become wise as you do these things. So let's say that there are certain things you can do. 
And all the people who are listening are not idiots. They already know what they can do. You have two experts in front of you, both Renee and Lauren are doing a great job teaching biohacking. And they Thank told you. you what to do. Eat right, sleep right, exercise. Exercise. Right? Exercise. Mm-hmm. Not, all the basics. This is not rocket science, right? <laughs> live the way your damn parents told you to live. That's it, right? <laughs> so when you look at these things, that is really, it is, we, you can control the food you're eating, right? So we can eat, whether you go keto or you go carnivore, you go vegan, it doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Because your body takes the hydrogens. It could care if it's a steak or a donut. It doesn't care. Isn't that crazy? It's wow. the re, the difference is what hydrogens are. Think of it as a bus almost. So it's not that it's a bus. It's the kids in the bus. That's important. Who's inside that bus? So it's not that it's a donut that's bad for you. It's that a donut is made as a processed food and it has high levels of deuterium in it. So if I could make you a donut, I used to work for Quest Nutrition and uh, as being part of the head of their cancer research, uh, you know, the people that make protein bars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was so cool. I mean, they did a lot for us and we did some great stuff together. And one of the things that we, we, we did and I went to work for them for because what we could do is take all that snacky food like cupcakes and um, cookies and we made them healthy. So it's not that it's a cookie, it's the stuff you make the cookies with. And so if I can make a donut that had all was all deuterium depleted, that donut would be as healthy for you as the healthiest thing on this planet because your body would take in the right hydrogens and make as much energy as possible with it. You follow me? Hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. My boyfriend is going to love you. He's always like, can you just make something that tastes like a pizza that's healthy? Can you make something that tastes like a donut that's healthy? <laughs> it, I'll tell you a story. And I tell you, when, with Quest, we did that. And the, my favorite story, we had a little girl who had epilepsy and she was four years old. And she had never had a cookie or because it would kill her, right? right? She never had a, a, a cookie, a cake or anything. And so we made Oreo, we invented these Oreo cookies and the Oreo cookies wouldn't raise our glucose. It would do all these, it was a ketogenic type of Oreo cookie. And we bought her in and she, she came in and I said, oh, sweetheart, I have a cookie for you. And she looked at her mother like, no cookies <laughs> will kill me. Yeah, that's going to kill me. No, no, no. And we got a picture of her eating her first cookie. And you should have seen this ear-to-ear grin on this kid who is now going to be able to eat the foods without it killing her and keeping her healthy. It's going to keep her healthy and well, but she'll get to eat cookies and cakes. So that's the kind of thing that I'm into, that we're into at the Center for Deterioration Depletion. It is not simply information for information's sake or even about the why we make and selling it. Um, you're not going, if I always say, if you be wary of anyone who sell, who sells you snake oil and a, a, a cure for cancer, because <laughs> that person has no ethics. Uh, that is not a person that, uh, you know, they're in it for the money. We don't do that. Everything that we do is for the science. So just a dumb down disclaimer before anyone says, oh, I can go eat a healthy donut. Stop the podcast now. I'm done. It's not necessarily like organic or just like more quality ingredients. We're getting to into like farming practices, GMOs. Am I right? Can we go with yes. that? God, that's a that is such a great point. 
So the answer to that question, as Lauren said, is that it's the problem is that our earth and the things we're eating are becoming more and it's getting more and more difficult to get rid of the deuterium because it's going up. And this is actually what happened during the ice age before, you know, this is what this is not the first time that this happened, folks. So, so the deuterium levels going up. And I will say the problem is the last time they went up, we didn't do too well. Right. So, you know, so, you know, read in between the lines. Uh, How much time do we have, Dr. Q? That's a scary thing that people talk about. I don't even I mean, it's I don't even want to I I fear to think about what other scientists say. But here's what I can tell people is what we can do is make you more resilient, right? That's where we are now. Today's lesson, today's word should be about resiliency. That's what biohacking is all about. It's making you stronger than the next person. Everybody's, I don't know if my mother used to always tell me that, you know, whatever you do, when you go through the woods, always go with somebody that's slower than you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible right. thing. That's my mom. But that's, yeah. doesn't that's matter how fast you are. Just right. your friend. That's right. So that's <laughs> the thing here. What we want to do is to build ourselves up. So I'm here to tell people about how to build themselves up to make as much energy as possible. So now they can take that energy and they can do thing like, things like you and Renee and Lauren suggest and now become superhumans. That's really what it's about. Let's, I'm here to keep you human. You're here to make them super human. So when we look at this, what I like to function on, what I really, really like to talk about more is how to keep you deuterium depleted and what that means, how to measure it. And that's the important, that's probably the most, one of the most important steps is that you, knowing your deuterium levels are just as important, if not more important, to knowing your glucose levels, to knowing your body fat levels, to knowing your red blood cell count, it's more important. Why? Because your deuterium levels determine all those other things. If your deuterium levels are low, your glucose numbers are going to be lower. If your deuterium levels are low, your ability to go into ketosis is going to be higher because all those things have to do with the hydrogens and deuterium, everything. If your deuterium levels are low, you're going to sleep better. Why? Because you don't need to sleep as much to get rid of the deuterium, right? If your deuterium levels are low, your ability to hold your breath and have oxygen inside your tissue is better. Why? Because breathing is one of those ways that you get rid of the deuterium. If your deuterium levels are low, your gut is better. Why? Because your gut is one of the ways you get rid of the deuterium. Those bowel, those, those, all of the bacteria in your gut, bacteria does one thing. Bacteria takes deuterium and it grows. Remember I said that deuterium makes things grow. Bacteria yeah. eats deuterium up. And that's so at, at nighttime, those garbage bags I told you about, one of the places it goes, of course, is your detox system going through your kidneys and liver, but also in your gut. So what happens when you wake up in the morning time? You take a, hmm, you go to the restroom and you get rid of all the deuterium. Look in the toilet. You can see it. That's what it is. And you, and you urinate. That's all that is. We can measure it inside those. And that's one of the ways we tell if you're sick or not, because we can see how much deuterium you're able to get out of your body at nighttime. Isn't that cool? So wow. we can yeah. your, your 
poop is good. Your poop's good. We said, well, it's not brown. It's not shape. I don't give a crap of what shape it has, what's in it. And so if it's, if it's high, that means your body's getting rid of it. That again is the reason that you see babies pooping so much. One of the reasons they poop so much is because remember I said they have a lot of deuterium in them. They have so much in them that it keeps going out. Isn't that cool? So they have so it's so much wow. in them that they're getting rid of it. Same reason with old people. As you get old, why they become constipated. Think about what that means. That means they can't get rid of the deuterium. So they become constipated, mm. they can't sleep. You see, they can't breathe. And so deuterium is making them age prematurely and really trying to kill them. Right. So if you and that's the reason that they feel so much better when they've had an enema and all of a sudden, oh, they're they, they poop. Yeah. And you make people think, oh, it's pressure. No, it's that's a lot of deuterium in their body that really is wreaking havoc on them. Havoc, havoc, havoc. And so deuterium is one of those things that is the aging molecule in your body. If you people that are younger, more vital and vibrant have lower deuterium levels and people say, well, how the, well, they actually eat, they eat a better diet. They sleep better. You know, they may party but they sleep better and they take the right vitamins. They just trick the system to try to keep those deuterium. They may have not known it, but that's what they're doing. But now we have these tests. We've invented tests to where we can tell you what your deuterium levels in your body. And that's our determinator test. Uh, And we patented that about four years ago. And so all you do is we measure the deuterium in your breath and we measure the deuterium in your urine or saliva. And we can tell how much deuterium is therefore in your tissues and how much you're getting rid of, right? In your, and that way we can see how well you are. So hmm. we can, you know, again, can we call it a diagnostic? Not really, because we haven't done the clinical stuff on it. 10,000 patients later, we still haven't done a clinical, an FDA clinical trial on this for the determinator itself. But what we can say is that people, they're unequivocal, unequivocally, is that people with higher levels of deuterium in their body say, a hundred, when people hear that, say, think about 150 to 155 parts per million. That's what's in the ocean water. Okay. Okay. If you have that in your body, that's what your levels are. You're sick. <laughs> you're, you're sick. You're either walking around with the disease or you're going to develop a disease very quickly. When we see this, we don't, we tell people, look, get those levels and just, we will call them and say, you need to go to the doctor and get checked. Because we don't know what it is. Get checked. We usually do, but we don't say it because we do some other things. So, but mm. to go get checked. The same thing. Now that's on the sick and the sick part. But also for athletes, the most amazing thing is we can, like you'll have a bruised muscle or recovery. It's because they have they can't release the trim out of a particular muscle. So when you massage or acupuncture, what you're doing is open up those channels for the deuterium to actually pass out. And so, yeah, big fan of that releasing. Uh, so we, we, you know, lymphatic drainage. So we have that's another thing that we look. So we, it's not that we invent the wheel. We just make the wheel roll better, right? So that's the, the the whole idea is now we can understand the relationship between acupuncture and chiropractic, and why it works, and then to be able to use a test to see if it worked. So I always say we. So nobody can bullshit you anymore. Right. It's like it's so fun because um, I did all these things. I did ozone. I did. OK, ozone. But then deuterium is supposed to be re- be reduced. Do, don't tell me about how you feel. Look at the numbers. 
if the number, you can lie to yourself. People know this. You can, it's called placebo. You can lie to yourself, but mm-hmm. the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't. And oh, how yeah. quickly do you see those numbers change? So the numbers, the number with using the turn depleted water, you can get those numbers down the, again, depending what else you're doing. That was, you almost got me, Renee. <laughs> Wait, actually, before you get to that, can I interject really quick with the breath test? Yes. That's measuring what's in your tissues. Yes. Are you also measuring what's being excreted? And is there a difference in the values? And no, then t- talk about the water, please. <laughs> very, uh, somebody's been studying. I don't know. Yeah, that was a good. So the answer is yes. So if you look at what's in the breath, and we invented this because what's in your breath, 50% of those deuterium is coming from your heart and your lungs what's in your breath, right? The other 50% Mm -hmm. is really coming from your blood, but it's coming from your heart and lungs. Do you follow me there? Mm -hmm. So yes, it is a general measure. That doesn't mean the deuterium levels in your foot or your brain or your jaw or someplace are the same, but it's a general, just a general marker. So then we measure the deuterium levels in your tissue, in your saliva or urine. That is the amount of deuterium that's floating around in your body, in your blood, in your water. And you think about, and you said exactly the right thing. It's really like thinking about it like a river. And that's the stuff that's being dumped into the river so that you excrete, is dumping into the river. So the healthiest people are the people that have the biggest difference between what's in their tissue and what's in their saliva and urine. Because it's saying, I'm that delta, that delta, the difference with the two, that's, I'm able to get rid of it. So mm-hmm. what we can do is that if their lo- lowest level is not low enough, right? Say if they're at, say we have a patient that comes in that measures 149 parts per million in their saliva, but 142 in the, in the breath, that's difference of five. What we want to do is to Help them lower that 142, right? So we'll help them lower that 142 and to see if that 147 goes up because it's dumping it to it, right? right. So, mm. it's, so that's, right. It's, it's right, the greatest, it's, it's like having a, a, an MRI or something that's right because you always know what's going on. And then you can, as the greatest biohackers in the world, you can go ahead and try to biohack your way to making those numbers better. Very cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's similar to, I don't know if you're familiar with Quicksilver Scientific. They do a, a mercury test. So, yeah. So I know where they're looking at how much do you have and how well you're excreting it, which I think is the missing piece with so much testing. So well, you're doing that. Yep. And that's exactly it. That goes to things like Quicksilver and all the other, I, I like to call them whack-a-mole approaches. And what I mean by that, <laughs> if your deuterium levels are low, you're going to make energy. Mercury is not a problem. Do you understand? Right. Yeah. You get rid of it. Parasites are not a problem because you're going to get rid of the parasites. Your body is made to do what the hell it's supposed to do. It really is. We haven't yeah. been around this planet for, you know, whoever you talk to for 5,000, <laughs> 50,000 years for, for, for no reason. Um, you know, right. State. We're pretty smart. Yeah, we're pretty. We're, that's the only reason we survive. If anybody hasn't read, read the book Sapien, please read it. The only reason we exist as the dominant species on this planet is because we're smart and communicate. 
We're not stronger. We're not more vicious. We're smarter and able to communicate better. And as long as we're able to communicate better and talk to each other, we will stay the dominant species. That's my political statement for today. So. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so I think, I mean, it's our ability to adapt and it sounds like this in the big picture is still pretty new that we're trying to adapt the deteriorating issue. So that makes sense. No, 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 no. (laughs) This is, this is, so this is built in. No, no, this is, so we were built, here's what's nice. We were built for this. Again, the reason that all these systems in our body are to remove deuterium. So it's not new. That's the right. reason we're able to survive is because it's built. Right. Into, we're frigging it up because we're doing all the things that the system put in place to save us. We already know we don't sleep as well. We're in front of computers at nighttime with blue light. We don't breathe as well. We don't go outside to in the sunshine. Well, I can tell you how all that stuff works. Even when you look at the sunshine and vitamin D, this is so cool. How is vitamin D? What is vitamin D? Where is it from? So the, you have cholesterol in your body, right? Everybody knows what cholesterol is. And we know that, man, cholesterol levels are skyrocketing. It must be what we're eating. Oh, my God, the skyrocketing. Cholesterol <laughs> gets deuterium in it, and the sun can't break it down. The sun can't break it. So once that's the reason you see high levels of cholesterol and low levels of vitamin D. Wow. So what we can do is we see it takes about six months for cholesterol's half-life, right? So we can actually put people on deuterium depletion on a great program. And then what you will see in six months is their old cholesterol getting out of their system and their new cholesterol having no deuterium in it and their vitamin D levels going up. So I'm assuming you would see an improvement in all biomarkers. Like if you just did like a basic blood chem and like organic acids, would you see all of these markers improve? Yeah. I mean, my favorite organic acid guy we talk about all the time. So so the answer is yes. So even when you think about improvement, I love that word because think about what those normal values mean, right? We've taken all these values from people that are sick. Yeah. We're all sick. So there, there's nothing normal about normal. So when we talk about it, we talked about we talk about optimal numbers. And we talk about optimal numbers for whoever you are. Optimal numbers for cancer patients versus an optimal number for one of our Lakers or an optimal number for one of the Rams or Giants because they need different numbers, they need different things. So yes, it's it's opt- we optimize and it's optimized and it's not and it's optimized for your goals. And so really what we do is, um, is, is really it is bio, I'm a, I always call myself a cancer biohacker, uh, the world's number one cancer biohacker, by the way. Of course. Just, just kidding. Please <laughs> don't write me letters. I'm just joking. <laughs> so, so but, but, but the idea is to be able to use the right biohacking tools to give you the goals that you want. A great example is there's a different metabolism for cancer cells than normal cells, completely different. One thing, because a cancer cell, like I said, you have a lot of nanomotors and make a lot of ATP. And a cancer cell, it has less mitochondria. It has less nanomotors. That's the reason people start talking about cancer and sugar, right? That it needs sugar to eat. 
It's not the sugars. Sugars have deuterium on them. That's the reason they used them. So doing certain things like in biohacking, like when we use, use hot saunas to increase our metabolism, that's great for a normal person that will kill a cancer, uh, a cancer person because that makes the cancer cell stronger than it does make the normal cell. It starts to be able to use these other pathways that it can't use if it didn't have the heat. Because think about this, a cancer cell has, gets, uses all of its energy for one thing, to multiply, to grow. It could give a frig about the next cell that's beside it. It's actually gonna eat it, believe it or not. It eats components, it eats normal cells. So if you heat, then you're simply giving it you're simply giving it more energy not to have to heat itself. And so now it can grow faster. So these are the kind of things when I talk about being a cancer biohacker, they're important to understand those things, how normal cell works and how cancer cell works to really try to leverage that knowledge or not even knowledge, leverage the wisdom to do that, to save a cancer patient or make the next LeBron James. Wow. So cool. My mind is just blown right now. (laughs) So to get back to the testing, Renee and I both tested our water. We did the D water test, not the D terminator test, which is testing your own tissues, but I'll just go ahead. Like my water test, I live in New York city. I tested the tap water and the results were horrifying. (laughs) They were off the chart. But New York's tap water is so clean. Yeah. So this is the funny thing. We all have heard this statement that New York City has the cleanest tap water. It's so safe. I don't know who came up with that BS, but we know how this gets started. One person says it and it must be true. So, and I know that New York City tap water is not clean even without the deuterium test, but my results were terrifying off the charts. Bad. (laughs) What were they? I don't remember. What were your, what were Um, It was in the red. Oh, it was in the red. Yeah. Renee, did you do yours? Let me see if I can pull up the number. Yeah. So mine was also in the red, but out here in Vegas, I'm not going to try and fool anyone and say the tap water is anything reasonable here. But I I spent $2,000 to put a a reverse osmosis filtration system under my sink six months ago. And actually, we uh, our dad our dad gave us uh, deuterium water testing kits in our stockings last year. I love him. Yes. Yeah, that's how we do Christmas. Right, hey, we just have biohacking stockings every Good year. Job. So, so I I saved my kit till we moved into our brand new house. We just built it in April. Put this RO system in. I said I'm going to test my water, and it was in the red. Okay. Yeah, so I just found mine. <laughs> I was at one fifty one point four. Which so, in the right at the top it says above 150 is so very high. Let, let's let's talk about that. Please. And I always it's always <laughs> interesting. So the biggest thing to think about when you think about groundwater is most groundwaters, I mean that's groundwater is the water you drink, right? Most groundwaters from around the planet are gonna be high. Why? Because they're supposed to be high. <laughs> because you're not supposed to drink that much water. Right. This is a, it's what, here's the most amazing thing. And here's one thing that all of the biohackers, all of us have been fooled at. They tell us drink two liters of water a day, drink plenty because you can't be dehydrated. Well, the truth is you should be making most of your water from the food you eat. Now think about this. You make, are you ready for this? 30, 
thousand gallons of water a day in your body from the food you eat. From this three and a half pounds of food that you eat a day, you make 160 pounds of ATP and 30,000 gallons of water. But that water is reused, right? It's used for all your, remember I said water is H2O and we know all the hydrogens are in every single thing you do because I told you about that before, about the most important thing in your body. It's going to hold everything together. It's going to make your energy. So it's used up. So you're almost like this nuclear powered sub in that you actually make more energy than you take in and you make more water than you take in. Because every time, every time you make ATP, you make four molecules of water. Is that Hmm. cool? This is the science. This is the science. So it goes in a circle and it makes ATP, ATP, water, ATP, water, ATP, water. So your body makes all this water, but you use it and get rid of it. Until you see someone who's sick, right? And they have edema. What's happening? Their body's not able to utilize the water the way it's supposed to. So they start to swell up and keep that water. We tend to, they give you diuretics to get rid of it, but it's not necessarily because an organ's failing. It's because your mechanism to get rid of the, to, to utilize those hydrogens is going down. It doesn't, your body says, Remember funding again? Oh, let's not use that water now to, to make better bones. I, I, I can't afford that right now. You, you know, you're 82 years old. You don't need any more bones. So now grandmother <laughs> falls and breaks her hip. That's a funding issue. It's not an old age issue. And once we understand that, that you can literally stay young forever, and you can stay young forever simply by having the right deuterium levels and doing those things that you teach people to do every day, right? By exercising the right way, by breathing the right way. And when I say breathing, there really is a proper way to breathe. And we're taught um, to breathe a lot from our lungs. And, and that's not that you really want to breathe through your diaphragm because most of your lung capacity is below your ribs, mm-hmm. right? That's why singers sing from their diaphragm. They don't sing from, because that's where everything is. So we teach people about how to breathe better and things. And what, one neat thing that we've just done, and I was mentioning it to you before we started, is we, we invent a lot of things. Like I said, we invented the deuterium test. We invented the ability to look at deuterium using an MRI. We've invented all kinds of foods that have lower deuterium in them, all kinds of exercises and way to hook things up. So we also have just worked with the company uh, in England, and we've invented we're not even, we're, we've invented an oxygenated water because I can do a lot of things, but it's so difficult for people, especially when they're sick, to, to breathe better. Right? That's the reason they have to do hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and everybody knows what that is. HBOT, or they do ozone, or they they do all these things to try to, or you see them with oxygen tanks. This is cool. Because what we're able to do is that you can now drink water. The water has a thousand times more oxygen in it than normal, than normal water. And what, <laughs> once you take it in, people say, well, how does it work? The way it works, it depletes deuterium, right? So now you have oxygen floating up, getting into your tissues and taking the deuterium out of your tissues. Deuterium depleted water, can, deuterium depleted water dilutes things out right? It's passive. 
dilutes it. Combining with this oxygenated water is so cool. So now we're able to now go in and deplete your deuterium in your tissues directly, period. It is so cool. And it is being, we, we, in England, we're, we're using it for COVID a lot now. And it's working quite well. Uh, we have a study that's going on, but people kept writing us of saying they, they're recovering from COVID and they started drinking the water and they felt better. We never thought about that. They start feeling better. They were able, long haulers, they were able to suddenly recover because this oxygen actually goes in and does what it's supposed to, including increasing the ACE2 receptors on the lungs. And those ACE2 receptors are the things that COVID, that the coronavirus binds to. Mm-hmm. So that's what yeah. that's the way you're killed. So by using this oxygenated water, it's actually biohacking its way to actually making someone help them recover from COVID. We didn't, we're not saying it prevents COVID. That's you know that's not the way it works. But it is incredible, and um, it's really getting to be a big thing. But we also have a lot of boxers on it. We have um, a soccer team in England that's using it. So it is the same thing. Deuterium depletion. No matter how you do it, is deuterium depletion. Whether it's through sleep or exercise, drinking deuterium depleted water, now drinking oxygen water, fixing your kidney. So we know a lot of different ways to do this. And what we try to do is what you try to do. We try to put all the pieces together for our clients to where we say, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. And then you get 100% versus getting there 80%. Because you can, nothing is, one thing is not going to do everything. It doesn't work like that. Right. Right. So if someone wanted to start doing this today, what what do they need to buy or invest in to get oh, the right water? Yeah, just all they have to do is they can make an appointment. It's a 10-minute a, a free appointment or uh, by calling um, the 800 number or just going online. Uh, and then we can set them, depending on what they need to do, if it's you know wellness type of things, we have those protocols ready. They can buy the protocols. Uh, and if they want it for the water, they can have it for the water. But if they want to, a lot of people always say that for, for it's not about the water. Water is great, but let us fix your sleep, right? <laughs> let us do little things. Let us get your anxiety down. Let us get your stress down. These are the things we can use with deuterium to work on. We've A paper was published in Oxford that showed the relationship between um, deuterium levels and depression and schizophrenia. And so we've already used that in prisons now that we have prisoners on deuterium depleted water and different foods, and they're becoming much less aggressive, less depressed. Um, as a matter of fact, I would say that if we were to use this, if this has become part of our political system, that we could even, I mean, keep, why kids are getting, if you fed them the right way, there would be a lot less people that are angry and aggressive and that can't think. That's the important. They cannot think because it's not that they're dumb. It is just their brain doesn't have the energy to really form, to really answer questions or to grow and to make those connections. So again, it's just a deuterium problem. I know it sounds silly, but this is really what it all comes down to. No, this has been so fascinating. I think, I mean, you're bringing such a great awareness to something that people are not hearing about on the news, right? <laughs> yeah. So. so- in the meantime, before you can get the test, before you can enact these protocols and get the water, do you recommend drinking less groundwater? Do you recommend any type of filtration? What's like the number one thing? So filtration is cool because filtration gets up 
toxins and stuff. It had nothing to do with deuterium. Because think of, I mean, these are so small that you can't, you know, you can't wreck your body. Nobody, can, you can't tell the difference between a hydrogen and a, a protein under electronic microscope. That's mm. how small they are, right? That's how you talk about when people ask you if you two are twins. Yeah, these things are really twins. I mean, you can't. Mm. <laughs> so there's no filter that you're going to be able to put on your house unless you pay 50, 60 million dollars. So it's not cool. a word. Got it. So, yeah, okay. Don't do that. Yep. Unless your father wants to put in the stocking. Stocking. Okay, Dad, there you go. Hey, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> There's my Christmas gift idea. <laughs> That's right. So in this case, what, uh, what would I say do? I like uh, right away, the idea is to improve your sleep. That's number one. And everybody already knows this. But they say, well, Dr. Q, what does that mean? So what we do is we provide everybody with, with um, Fitbit watches or Apple watches or rings, and we're able to see their sleep patterns. And we're able to see their deep sleep, the REM sleep, and the amount of awakenings. And then what we do is go back and we have these different therapeutic sound streams. These are therapeutic sound streams and things that we can play at different times and make them and allow those people to have longer periods of deep sleep and longer periods of REM sleep. So now we know that deuterium is depleted during deep sleep uh, or, or deep and REM sleep and proteins or your body is built during deep sleep and REM sleep. So everybody needs to understand that. Deuterium mm-hmm. is taken away and then proteins and fats and are brought into your body to build you back. So if we can increase that REM and deep sleep, then that means that you're going to be a strong, have a stronger body when you wake up. So right. that's one of the things yeah. that I think. The other things I think we can do is right away is just teach you how to breathe, right? That's an easier way to do. And I, I know it sounds silly, but if you tell, if everybody in your audience, what I want you to do is a, what's called a control pause. And this control pause is you simply exhale, inhale, then exhale and hold your breath for as long as you can on exhale but not that it's like, until you feel any kind of discomfort. I mean, any kind of discomfort. You're going to be horrified to find out that most of you can't hold your breath for 20 seconds. You can't do it, right? Yeah. And 45 is quote, quote, normal, which isn't normal. And then 60 seconds is where you'd like to be. That holding your breath is a, is a value that is correlated with how much oxygen is in your tissue. And we know, all know that having more ocular tissue makes you healthier. So this is, and again, what's cool about an oxygenated water, you can drink that water and hold your breath longer. It's just, it's, cool. it's, mind, it's mind blowing. <laughs> I want to so try that. These are all biohacking tools, right? It's like, yeah. you haven't got to go spend any minute or two, just hold your damn breath and <laughs> go, oh, that, let me drink another bottle. So and this water is bit like we were talking about, should you drink a lot of water? The answer is no. You should actually eat food. This water is, is kind of strange in that the deuterium levels are still going to be the 149 to 151, right? The deuterium levels are the same, but because it's got the oxygen in it, it's going to lower your deuterium levels inside your body. And you're simply going to piss the other water out. Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So it's like, Taking this magic, uh, I always say it's like the fountain of youth, right? Because all this stuff is here. And I really think it's this, 
So the tyrian depleted water, that's another thing that I didn't say. The tyrian depleted water was on this planet 5,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago. The water, in, that 151 water in New York or in Vegas was at 135, right? Oh. It, was, it was low. Since the warming of the planet and all these things are going, it's become higher. So it is a natural thing. It's not artificial. It's just our yeah. planet is screwed up. So you've got to be more resilient because they're not fixing the planet, folks. You know, that ship and sailed. I hate to say it. <laughs> so what you really yeah. got to do yeah. fix yourself and fix the, your, fix the people you love because that's the battle. COVID and all these kind of things are going to happen again. That's the way the planet is. Fix yourself. Listen to these two when they talk about these biohacking techniques and then get yourself measured, understand the deuterium levels, understand what they mean and how to get the best out of what they're teaching you on the, because I think they're, I, I really, I, I've told them already, I, I love the fact of what they're doing and that they're teaching women how to do this because let's face it, men are stupid. We're stupid creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doctor Q. Appreciate you saying that. We do what women tell us to do. So please lead us. <laughs> we'll tell you what to do. That's right. That's Hilarious. That's what. Um, I have another question. I don't. We don't have to go down off on this tangent. But deuterium depleted water is hydrogen water, but hydrogen water is not deuterium depleted water. No. So let's go back to this. Not related at all. Not, so it's, it's all. <laughs> Interesting. And I, I, again, I love my hydrogen water brethren. So when you think of hydrogen water, what hydrogen water is, they're taking water, splitting hydrogen off of it, and then forcing it back into water. So hydrogen water is water with more hydrogen in it. That's what it, with more hydrogen. Now you notice what I said, more hydrogen. Mm-hmm. So that hydrogen could be deuterium or regular hydrogen protein. Got it. Okay? So hydrogen huh. can make you feel better and all. Now, what we want to do is to make hydrogen water that's only protein, that's only hydrogen. That would be ass kicking. Okay? Please come to me when you can do that, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so, but, but so they're not the same thing. But what we are working on right now, Lauren, I'm glad you, with, our, with this new system that we have, we are starting to, figure out how we can make a hydrogen, a protein-infused oxygenated water. That would be badass. The ultimate. That would okay. Be, that would be, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, you walk into a phone booth. By the way, a phone booth crowd is where they used to have a phone. But anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So I've seen, I've seen a protein. That's it. <laughs> I've seen a protium generator water bottle. Yeah, Do you think they true. work. No, give it. Pop. That's what I said. I love these people. I really. It's so much bullshit out there. That Thank you that for debunking. Care. But okay. it would be it would be so cool <laughs> if I didn't have to spend five million dollars to build a D, and I can in- instead buy a cup that I could shake and get protium out of it. My God, yeah, ninety nine dollars. That's all you would have to do. Just think, why do we need these? Ro- we don't need rockets with the rocket fuel. Just shake some bottles and let's go to Mars. So no, no. They it's don't all, work. It's all, all right. No, you can't separate. It does not work. does not work. I, and Good I, to know. Please, people, prove me wrong and send me that water. I, I love it. I Seriously, 
One of the things we do at the Center for Deterrent Depletion really now is we help people make businesses. So we've built a lot of help around making health businesses, deterring depleted businesses, because we can't do everything. So we have helped people start to make different ways to make deterring depleted water in different tests and different foods. That's what we do, um, because we found ourselves, it's not about the water we sell. We don't own that water. So we have no dog in that hunt. But what we can't stand is when people say bullshit about things that we've invented, right? Of saying, yes, I have zero, zero uh, PPM deterrent depleted water. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know, or this does this, or alkaline water does the alkaline water works like this. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Stop. So it is always interesting and it's okay because that's what we're always going to have people. And and some people really believe these things. And again, we always say, put it to the test, which is again, once we have this new, which I'm going to invite you to on, once we have this new Cure Nation site up, which is going to allow people to do crowdfunded science. So crowdsource science. So you'll be able to design all these studies yourself There'll be IRB, which means they can be published under our IRB. We used to be a part of UCLA. We are no longer a part of UCLA. However, we do have our own IRB, just like we had at UCLA. So that means that there's a group that says it's that looks at our study to make sure it's safe, that we keep all your that we're doing the right way to be able to keep your privacy, and all these things are there. But more importantly, now you can do studies like. Uh, if I do this biohacking technique and you do this other biohacking technique, who does better? And we can do it as a study and publish it with you guys' names on it. So it's that's so, incredible. So this is the kind of thing that we're really shooting for. We don't have a dog in the hunt. What we're here to do is really protect the intellectual things that we've put out there and to try to tell the truth. And by telling the truth about these things, we're hoping more people get healthier especially our cancer patients, which is you know, my love, they, they just get healthier. Because I'm telling people, professional athletes are already doing this, folks. So <laughs> make sure you understand that you don't know it. They're doing it now, right? Yeah. They're doing this. is yeah. the fundamental, When you look at what Tom Brady's doing, this is fundamentally what he's doing, right? They're making a big deal about it. I'm going, well, great. You know, over here, please. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> But now let's try to force this down to the average Joe Schmo, Joe and Sally Schmo on the streets so they can use these things to be healthier and happier. Um, and and live. I, I think if you're to start deterring depletion today, and, and this is what's and do it right and do all these things, you can look like you look right now in 10 or 15, 20, 30 years. You could Ooh. possibly, if you do, there's no reason for people not to be able to live to be 150, 160, 200 years old and die healthy. You just were out, right? You just were yeah. out. That's what we're supposed to be. If we go back and read the Bible, whether you think it's a holy book or historical book, we know that the stories are true and we know those people really did live that long. That's not a joke. There was, the turn levels were much lower then. Mm-hmm. They slept. There was no computer. They exercised. Yeah. Why? 
because they had to walk every friggin' place. <laughs> right. <laughs> Natural the exercise. Yeah. They didn't go to the gym to lift weights. It's just what they didn't overeat. Why? Because they didn't have a lot of food. So this is really real. So if we do this and you use the term as a guidepost for everything you do for your health, you will live longer, stronger, and healthier. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I want to die healthy. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's my only goal. Truly. Isn't it cool? I mean, you really can. It's like, see you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's been fun. I'm out. It's been yeah. fun. That, that's when, I'm, when, off. when all our friends from San Francisco, I always, I gave this talk to a bunch of people from Google and the like. And of course, at the end of it, well, 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 what happens if we put this piece on you? Can we then make 300 and 400? I can afford to do this. So I can put this. Can I live be 500? And it's like, oh God, wrong, wrong crowd. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. So Dr. Q, we had a lot of other questions to ask you and we didn't get to them, not because we went on a tangent, but this is just so complex and so, so important. So one, we would love to have you back on because I know you do a lot of work with the ketogenic diet and also with animals. Yes. Do you want to speak briefly about that? Yeah. But we'll do more later. (laughs) I'll take really briefly about it. So about... 15 years ago, uh, when my wife developed a, a, a glioblastoma, I started something called the, key, the Pet Cancer Sanctuary, excuse me, the Pet Cancer Trial back then. And what I would do is treat dogs that had natural current cancers with ketogenic diets, as I started invented the ketogenic diet or, the, or ketogenic diet for cancer patients. And then she would use it. Flash forward, after she passed, I went to work for Quest Nutrition. Love my boys at Clarence. Hi, Ron. What up, Daniel? All you guys. But we went to went to work for them, and I opened a 52-acre ranch in Austin, Texas, that was called the Keto Pet Sanctuary. And there we treated hundreds of dogs with ketogenic diets, adrenaline-depleted water, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, all of these different ways to cure their cancers. And we did. We cured a lot of their cancers. We learned a lot about cancer. Uh, we had an M- our own MRIs, so people couldn't say it wasn't real. And then I took all of the, the idea was to take all that information and then use it for people. Because a dog's physiology and a human's physiology are very close. And since we cohabitate, we're very much <laughs> psychologically alike. It is sure. just most, it was the most, the craziest thing to understand being around those dogs for years to understand, they thought, I mean, they, they were, they really, some thought they were their father. Others looked at me as the doctor because you, I mean, literally you have a dog come in and lay down beside my desk as if I was going to, you know, be a psychiatrist. Tell me what's going on today, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, you know what that's like with your dog. Sure oh, the do. dog's amazing. But yeah. so now what well, from that, we still use this when people have problems. I still dogs and cats with with cancer and epilepsy and all these other things that dogs dogs have but they've made a brand of ketogenic dog food for them and they've done a lot more things um the the, the sanctuary is closed now in texas but we spread it out all over the world so yes i am the godfather or the grandfather of keto pet sanctuary and also keto pet diets that ketogenic diets for dogs to treat them for epilepsy and cancer. And I love dogs. Absolutely love them. I love people. Very cool. <laughs> dog second. Are there dog resources second. that people can check out if they want to learn more about that? Sure. Uh, you can go to ketopet.com. I'm sure it's still there. 
uh, they can have that their uh, quest still runs that. But even on our site, you can go to our site and you just write me emails. Uh, and I get, we treat 20 to 30 dogs a, a month uh, here where I just give them my expertise and what we need to do. The main thing, if you look at dogs, it's like people too. Dogs are dying a lot earlier. Why? Because they're eating, drinking, and exercising the same way we do. It ain't magic. Yeah. <laughs> same really for is. cats. Same yeah, for cats. Cats. Cats, are, cats are amazing. What I love about cats is they could give a flip, right? A, a cat, a dog. A dog <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, uh, here. Here's a, here's a. In dogs, we could fast dogs, right? You could fast dogs. You, you can't fast a cat. No. You can't fast. And the other thing is, a cat will fast itself. They'll go, I'm not going to eat that. And they go to the corner and they die. Right. So a cat is a different type of animal. I mean, they really, they're amazing, <laughs> amazingly stubborn. I mean, they really are. So yes, it's, I can attest to that. It's a lot more difficult to treat cats with cancer. Dogs with cancer, any dog that's over nine years old, uh, almost 100% of them die of cancer if they're not hit by a car. Is that amazing? Wow. Wow. All dogs. That's really scary. Uh, and cats. Now, and, and cats, the thing about cats, cats get cancer less, but they have a higher mortality rate. So once they get cancer, they mm-hmm. die. Dogs get cancer more, but they also live longer and live more with cancer. Mm, interesting. So, but, but, it's, but, but there's the great thing, like I said, there's not very much difference between us and dogs only because, again, We've raised them to be people, and they think they're people. They really do. Yeah. And thinking is half of the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Dr. Q, to wrap things up before we let you go, I always like to ask one final question. Uh, one piece of advice I know you've really prioritized sleep and breath work, but is there any other big takeaway that our listeners should take today? Yeah, very good. One thing, if you have any questions, Go to ddcenters, ddcenters.com, and you can check out the site, ask me questions. But yeah, you know, my one takeaway is, wow, make, a, I would, make America healthy again. Make, make, being, make, make being healthy cool again. That's really it, man. It is just be nicer, right? Because one of the, one of the main rate ways to deplete deuterium is to be happy. Because if you smile, that's not a joke. When you smile, you release serotonin, otherwise known as vasopressin. This is going to be great. You release vasopressin, and that acts on your kidneys to get rid of urine and keep water in and make water go out. So smiling actually helps deplete deuterium. So anytime you think of Dr. Q, just smile, and I've done half my job. Oh, I will. I love that so much. It's so true. You can't smile and not feel happy. It's impossible. It's so easy. It's so easy. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Here's a free biohack for you. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Q, you're amazing. Thank you so much. This was so fun. I learned a lot. Um, And we'll have you back. We would love that so much. But thank you for giving us your time today. Well, Lauren and Renee, thank you very much. And please give your father a big hug for me because he raised two good daughters and uh, tell them uh, put another kit in your stockings. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and mom too. She's Sorry, mom too. Sorry, mom. Bang up job. We have a whole biohacking family. We're really fortunate for that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. And thank you to everyone that tuned in today. We'll see you next time. 
love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. Happy biohacking.